Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success, whatever type of company you work with. And yes, laugh. Let's have some fun along the way. Well, thanks for being with us today. I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Today's show is our holiday present for you and our New Year's present for you. In fact, this is our present for the whole year, okay? Uh, you guys ever, out there ever try that home with the, with the missus? Try to buy one big present say, okay, honey, uh, this is for Christmas. This is your birthday, anniversary. What happens? It doesn't work, does it? Oh, well, you know, we can dream, right? Or look, I've looked forward to this show all year long. I'm going to interview some of the top commercial real estate trainers in the country. These well-known experts will share their recommendations and best practices for 2011. Our plan is to catapult the success of your commercial real estate practice. Uh, This show will, of course, be interesting to every intelligent person on the planet. However, if you really want to pay it forward, your contacts who will especially like this particular show are commercial real estate brokers. Uh, often referred to as commercial brokers, commercial agents, brokers just sounds better, right? Before we get to our training ex- experts, let's find out how the commercial real estate investment market is doing it. Joining us from New York is Dan Fasulo. Dan is the managing director and head of research for Real Capital Analytics, a global research firm that provides real-time data concerning the capital markets and values for commercial property. Dan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Michael. Uh, Dan, how is 2010 uh, winding up uh, for commercial property sales around the country? Well, we've had a, a pretty interesting year, Michael. You know, we're, we're certainly back to recovery mode for the commercial property markets, uh, especially the investment market. Uh, we're going to wind up, 2010 is going to look like a $100 billion uh, transaction market this year. Mm. Uh, which would basically put us back at 2003 levels here in the U.S. Wow, that's great. Uh, which is, and and when compared to to 2009, you know, we've basically seen transaction activity double. Um, so we're well on our way uh, back into recovery mode. And actually, that uh that hundred billion dollar figure, which is kind of the five core property types, doesn't even include items like loan sales and, and recapitalizations, which would, would probably, you know, add another 20, 30% to that, that volume. You know, more investors have been uh, basically involved in non-traditional investment formats uh, this year uh, as a way to get capital into the sector. Well, that volume's good news. I told you, listeners, uh, this is your present today. Uh, well, Dan, what, which segments of the investment market are performing the best? Yeah, you know, um, it's been surprising. Uh, there's been a lot of surprises uh, among the different property types. It's been the recovery has been a little more widespread than we would have thought. Um, you know, for example, uh, we we've seen activity pick up in the hotel sector, mm. um, which uh, really, you know, for many of the pundits out there, thought you know hotels would basically be the last segment to to recover. Um, but you know, we recorded, you know, about you know, fifteen billion dollars with the hotel deals. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they've been uh, the first wave of activity has very much been focused on kind of those major metros in the U.S. But um, um, you know, we're starting to see that activity trickle out into the secondary markets as well. Um, certainly, the standouts as far as property types have been office and multifamily. Mm-hmm. Um, 
multifamily activity transactions have been pretty widespread, um, heavily supported by uh, available financing from the GSCs, you know, Fannie, uh, uh, Fannie and Freddie. Uh, that has allowed, uh, you know, basically your private investor to stay active in the space. Um, the office sector has been very much dominated by uh, trophy deals in in many of the global cities around the U.S. Um, uh, and and retail has, has certainly been the laggard of the the core property types because uh, that's probably the sector that's most closely linked to the health of the economy and and jobs and, and consumer spending. Uh, but uh, across the board, everything. Everything's starting to pick up, and you know what's been positive is there's been a steady improvement quarter by quarter this year, uh, leading up to the fourth quarter, which you know we're, we're going to do about 35 billion worth of transactions in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know we, we we haven't seen a quarter that big since uh, early 2008. That's excellent. Well, Dan, who are the buyers that are buying most of the properties uh, right now? You know it's it's amazing, Michael. Usually there's you know, one or two capital groups that kind of lead us out of a recession. Um, but it's been much more diverse uh, than in previous recoveries. You know, uh, the public REITs have have recapitalized themselves over the last, you know, 18 to 24 months and have been very aggressive buyers across the country. Um, the private REITs, the non-traded REITs, have been uh, able to, to raise capital and make acquisitions. Um, institutional investors, uh, you know, mainly pension funds and insurance companies, you know, for all the the talk of of those groups pulling back from the sector, uh, they were really active in 2010. And uh, you know, all the the chatter we're hearing is that you know pension funds are going to basically increase their allocations in 2011. And you know. We talked about multifamily. The private investor has been very active, especially in multifamily, and I don't think we've seen the real wave of private investment come back yet um, because that group has been basically the last group uh, that's been able to access some of the new financing sources that are available. But even that's loosening up. Hmm, excellent. Well, it looks like the core markets, the stable assets, uh, have been do, done well in the, in the core markets. Do you see some of this market heating up and uh, moving towards some of the secondary and tertiary markets? You know, that's where I think the story of 2011 is going to be. You know, we had this wave of investment in the primary markets in this country in 2010. You know, basically investors trying to get ahead of any type of recovery in the space markets, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, rents and occupancies. Um, you know, but at this point, yields, cap rates have compressed so far in, in a place like Manhattan and D.C. that the spread between primary markets and secondary markets has opened up to a cycle high. And, and that's going to encourage more and more investors to basically go out on the risk spectrum a little bit next year to, to capture um, a little extra yield. Um, it's uh, It's been pretty uh, uh, remarkable how quickly the primary markets have snapped back uh, with regards to uh, to values. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess no discussion of investment property sales is complete without talking about the distressed market. Uh, what do you think the outlook is for 2011 for the distressed market? Yeah, I mean, 2010 has been uh, uh, it's basically the year of frustration for you know investors that were looking to chase this segment of properties. Um, that that wave of distress. Uh, that many pundits were expecting in 2009 just didn't materialize at all. Um, it really it hasn't played out the way many um, would have expected. Um, but I, I think we will see some changes in 2011. Um, you know, there's more and more distressed properties working themselves through uh, the foreclosure process. Um, I think there will be more opportunities for investors to purchase distressed assets next year as, as, as more lenders put their REO uh, properties up for sale. But i got to tell you, um, I, I think we will see the wave of new distressed offerings next year, but uh, I, I'm not sure investors are going to be happy uh, with the prices. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, I think next year might be the year of the discretionary distressed seller. And I know that doesn't make much sense, but uh, I think, you know, courtesy of the uh, the U.S. taxpayer, we, we've given many banks out there the ability to basically sell on their own uh, terms and timetable. Um, so I think while there will be more supply of distress next year available for purchase, it, it's not necessarily going to be at the price levels that um, in, investors expect or, or, or want. Yeah, and I guess another aspect of that is, you know, they might not like the cap rates, but, you know, if these rents are compressed down to, you know, below market recession rents, uh, then there's certainly still some upside on the table. Well, I mean, uh, that's a good point, and I should definitely note that, you know, I do think all the stars are aligned for a very solid year in 2011 for the investment market, but I don't think all markets across the U.S. are going to recover evenly. Um, there will be standouts and there will be laggards. Right. Um, you know, in investors who really do their homework on a market-by-market -market basis and even an asset-by-asset -asset basis are going to be the real winners next year. That's great. Well, Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. We sure appreciate your insight. Happy to be here. Merry Christmas. Thanks. You too. If you'd like more market information about the commercial real estate investment area or any of RC Analytics services, their contact information, phone number, and website is always available for you at commercialrealestateshow.com. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we'll share some top strategies for 2011 for your success. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Biz 1190. Weather. It's Christmas weekend, and guess what? We are going to see the first significant snowfall on Christmas Day in over 130 years. Take that, Al Gore. Seriously, look for a low to move off the coast and give us enough moisture to provide snowflakes for the Atlanta metro area. The further north you get, the more likely you will see all snow, but for most of us, it's going to be somewhat of a mix of rain and that snow there. Some places could see up to an inch. Settle in and enjoy. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Williams for Biz 1190. Merry Christmas, everybody. Sassy! Sassy! This week's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh, Johnny, skipping rocks at the pond sure is fun. Hey, look, a moving stick. That ain't a stick. That's a rattlesnake. 
mistake. Sassy, we're in danger. Good idea, Sassy. Go get Mr. Gunderson. You will in a second, but first you'd like to tell us something we may not know about animal shelters in the United States? It's getting close, Sassy! Approximately 8 million pets enter shelters each year? The majority of which are in shelters because of owner-related issues that the animals have no control over? Sassy the rattlesnake! Save us, Sassy! <laughs> what, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! Are you a lender looking to sell foreclosed properties? Are you an investor looking to acquire foreclosed properties? Then this is for you. Hello, I'm Michael Ball, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. Bull Realty is selling foreclosed properties across the nation and all around Atlanta. If you're a lender, there's never been a better source to sell foreclosed properties. I guarantee results. If you're an investor, there's never been a better time to act. Bull Realty is selling all types of commercial properties, apartment complexes, shopping centers, office properties, and land. Experience why 74 lenders and servicers utilize Bull Realty to sell commercial properties. And you're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640 at BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. The Commercial Real Estate Show is sponsored in part by Arnold Golden Gregory, Attorneys at Law. With 60 years of tradition in serving the real estate needs in Atlanta, our 130 attorneys share a simple philosophy. We don't just tell you if something is possible, we show you how to make it happen. This requires creative thinking, unique knowledge of the market, and a commitment to efficiency, qualities that our clients say make all the difference. The real estate practice of Arnold Golden Gregory understands the Atlanta market and has forged relationships with brokers, bankers, developers, and investors to support the legal needs of our clients. Whether acquiring a small retail center or negotiating a complex joint venture for a new downtown development, companies turn to Arnold Golden Gregory for their real estate needs. For information on Arnold Golden Gregory and how we can help you, visit us online at agg.com. That's agg.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Remember, this show is a resource for you for both information and access to industry experts. You can check out the bios of your host and today's guest, including contact information at CommercialRealEstateShow.com. Today we're discussing commercial real estate training. Our first guest is Bob McCombs. Bob McCombs is the president and founder of Top Dogs Commercial Real Estate Training. If you have Internet, uh, internet access right now, go to TDogs.com. Top Dogs Training helps you increase your income in commercial real estate brokerage by participating in fast, practical, effective, and comprehensive commercial real estate training. Uh, their their sources include seminars, videos, audio courses, and online training events. Bob McComb, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate uh, being on the air with you. You and I have had a chance to meet personally out in Atlanta, 
and uh, I love to share a few ideas with all of your listeners. Well, we appreciate your uh, training at Bull Realty, and we're glad to, to share you with the uh, the world. I know you're well known. Well, let me ask you, you know, Bob, with your uh, depth of experience in the industry, uh, you've seen uh, your share of both challenging markets uh, and opportunities. Uh, the past couple of years have been tough for most practitioners. You know, what do you think about the opportunities for success in 2011 and moving forward? Well, uh, thank you for asking, Michael. But I, and I think uh, what most people need to realize is that in challenging markets, we often tend to focus a little too much on the challenges and not enough on the opportunities. I think we're all aware of the challenges uh, right now. But one of the things I like to remind people is, is that uh, there are no fewer properties and many of your competitors will fail, and this is the time for you to increase your market share and add new accounts. And with that, I mean moving to better quality listings and better quality of accounts during the downtimes and raising your stature in the marketplace. And uh, I know that uh, it's a lot easier to say no to bad listings in a, in, a, in a down market. So you have to make sure you're picking up properties that are well-priced and be correctly positioned when the market turns around. The other opportunity that I'd like to focus in on is, is that many competitors cut their marketing budgets, and if you can, you can get much more out of your uh, personal marketing, company marketing, by increasing your marketing volume during the downtimes, because people are really paying attention to who's succeeding. So you've got to increase your marketing and visibility, list more property at the right price, and then you will succeed. Uh, what else can commercial agents do to increase their productivity right now other than the, the extra marketing? Uh, the doors are open, uh, as you said, out there, and what else can they do? Well, uh, obviously, they again, putting your account on, uh, your focus on account building, but spend less time in the office. There's a, there's a propensity to hunker in the bunker when times are tough. This is a people business. You've got to get out of the office and meet a lot of people. And the other thing is you've got to put a higher value on your time and work on your time management skills. Uh, just finished reading uh, the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, and, and we do have to really make sure that we put in plenty of hard work uh, when, when times are tough if we want to be succeeding. Yeah, I agree. I think time management is a big issue for, for commercial real estate agents. Well, well some agents, uh, Bob, have, have are top-heavy on listings right now. Uh, what do you think they should do about that? Well, the number one thing they need to do is improve their marketing. You know, I've noticed over the years that most commercial property marketing is completely devoid of any emotional reason to buy it, and then strictly focused on logical reasons. Uh, you've got to look at your marketing objectively and say, who is this property going to appeal to, and why would it be appealing? What are the emotional reasons that someone would want to invest in this property or lease it? And what are the competitive advantages of your property in the marketplace? And then start to create great headlines by making some sort of a claim about the property that has an emotional appeal. Then you can support that claim with logical reasons to buy. But the emotional reasons have the greater power, and that's what we want to do in improving our marketing. So we're really supposed to be salespeople? <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, well, Bob, I know you have the opportunity to speak with commercial agents and brokers and sales managers all around the country every day. Uh, have you encountered some uh, brokers and some companies that uh, have improved their business during this uh, downturn? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, there, I have to tell you, there's not that many of them, but the one I'd love to tell you about is is uh, John McFarland's company uh, down in uh, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, CV Commercial, Coal Banker Commercial, excuse me, United Company down there. And uh, what they focus in on is really the basics. And they, he's an old uh, Texas football coach, and he keeps drilling the guys on the basics. They're constantly getting better. In fact, he thinks that, uh, you know, first and foremost is you got to have a great value proposition so you perceive your own value to the transaction. Secondly, you have to constantly strive to get better. And third, you have to have fun. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, you got to have fun, laugh along the way, right? Well, and, but if having fun also means that you're not uh, fighting fires and struggling. You're prepared to succeed. That's right. Uh, well, Bob, uh, even in good times, some companies tell agents uh, it can take years to become productive in commercial real estate sales. And why does it uh, often take so long uh, to succeed in this business? Well, it takes a, uh, so a lot of reasons for that, but primarily is is that uh, they don't develop their core competencies enough. You've got to study and master the fundamentals and be committed to ongoing education. You've got to see uh, your first couple of years really as your postgraduate work, a lot of study, a lot of development. You've got to climb the steep part of the learning curve very, very quickly and become the expert by definition. And, you know, Webster says that a, a person who's an expert is a person with knowledge, skill, and experience in a particular field. And mastery is the superiority, the possession, or display of great skill and knowledge. So you've got to really get that syntax correct of learning, then earning. And too many people come in and, and are tossed bones, for example, and they, they become uh, bone catchers and not very good ones at that. Yeah, I agree. I think your your train does a great job of teaching uh, brokers how to do prospecting. And too often they come in the business working with a senior broker and they're running errands and doing things but not learning how to, to, to produce business. Well, you, you bring up a great point. You know, it, uh, there are some career-limiting moves that people need to f to avoid when they come into the business, and uh, uh, one of them, obviously, is uh, is that they, you know, become a, a kind of a, a junior team member, uh, if you will. So they uh, they they lose out on on that, and they learn only a portion of the sales process, and they're kind of bone catchers. They often develop a condition that psychologists call hostile dependency. I, the reason I'm not succeeding is somebody else's fault. Well, yeah. um, they often end up as those starving bone catchers, and, and they move from company to company looking for a better bone supply. Right. Well, Bob, if you're an experienced agent or you're, or you're new to the business and you're struggling right now, what can you do to turn things around? Well, if you're struggling, I think you first and foremost, you've got to make sure that your value proposition is in order, that you know the business and you're bringing value to the clients. Clients are much more discriminating now. And again, focus on your time management, making sure you're spending time with people in the field away from the office. It's too easy to get bogged down, nursemating whatever little bit of business you have going. And what I would tell people first and foremost, you've got to set up a, a a system for yourself where you never, ever, ever arrive at Friday without having generated new business to work on. This is the number one thing. And what I'll tell you is that extraordinary brokers do what ordinary brokers will not do, and that means that they take the time to really work on their business and set up systems for themselves that make sure that they've got ample number of leads coming in each and every week. Get consistent at lead generation. Focus on multiple ways of building your business. 
and making sure that you have got a robust lead generation system for your business. Bob, thank you, and I promise not to keep you long. So much for thank you so much for being with us today. If you'd like more information about the training and resources available from Top Dogs, their contact information website will always be available at thecommercialrealestateshow.com. We have to take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Michael Bull. Join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. From the desk of Chief Meteorologist Aaron Williams, listen for Biz 1190 weather. A few more clouds, a little bit more instability in the atmosphere for today. Reports you can rely on. Rain or shine on the only station in Atlanta. That's always right on the money. Coming up next is a really funny guy. You all know him. Let's give it up for Alonzo Bowden. Alonzo! So my uncle calls and he says he's dizzy and he's losing his balance. So I'm like, oh, you want me to take you to a doctor? He's like, no, I'm going to look up the symptoms. I said, your symptoms are you're dizzy and you're losing your balance. So he said, I can't get on the Internet because my arm is numb. I said, well, use your good arm and dial 911. Stroke's no joke. If you or someone you love is showing symptoms of stroke, don't call family, don't dial a friend, don't wait because it might be too late. Dial 911. Time lost is brain lost. Seriously, dial 911. Learn all the symptoms of a stroke at strokesnojoke.org. That's strokesnojoke.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We've been married 38 years, we're retired, and this is how we live united. We play golf and we travel, but we also decided we were going to give to and volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. I do the nursing at the clinic. I work the front office, checking in patients, greeting them, making them feel comfortable. United Way is how we contribute, because we know our time and money are going to the right places, the places that need it most and implement it best. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We even get a few bless yous. It's incredible. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic, so we don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Are you influential in your company's location decisions? Would you like to secure the right space at the best price in the most favorable terms? Then this is for you. Hello, my name is Michael Bull, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. The location, cost, and terms associated with real estate can dramatically affect your company's bottom line. Bull Realty Corporate Services places the power of market knowledge and transaction experience on your side of the table. Office, medical, retail, or industrial, each corporate services team specializes in one property type. They know the properties, they know the owners, and they know the market. Experience why in this year alone, over 150 companies, including law firms and even real estate companies, have utilized Bull Realty Corporate Services to renew their leases and locate new facilities. You're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit bullrealty.com and call 404-876-1640. That's bullrealty.com, 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. 
Hartman, Simons & Wood is a commercial real estate law firm with a different perspective. Our approach, our value, and our responsibility define a team of legal advisors with a track record of client success. Businesses of all sizes can count on our attorneys for sound, practical, and effective legal solutions. We are not adding value to your bottom line, and we are not doing our job as your business partner. At Hartman Simons, we represent national and regional developers, investors, financial institutions, lenders, and tenants specializing in multifamily, office, retail, mixed-use, and industrial projects throughout the United States. With our extensive network of strategic alliances and industry experts, your business growth is our business goal. We provide high-quality legal representation at a competitive cost tailored to meet each client's needs. Think of us as your in-house counsel without the over head or budget constraints. At Hartman Simons, we are more than just a law firm. We are your business partner. For more information, visit us on the web at www.hartmansimons.com. That's www.hartmansimons.com. Join Biz 1190 and Phil's gang weekday afternoons at 3 for eye-opening insight into the stock market, the kind of information that Wall Street doesn't want you to have. Phil's gang at 3, here on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Uh, share your opinion about the conversations today. Join us in the conversation at LinkedIn under Groups. Look for Commercial Real Estate Show. Join the group and let us know your thoughts. Today we are discussing commercial real estate training. My next guest is Rod Santamassimo. Rod is president and founder of the Massimo Group, a commercial real estate training company. The Massimo Group provides a variety of platforms, processes, and technology tools to better align commercial agents' efforts with their success. Their website is massimo-group.com. Rod, thanks for joining us. Well, Michael, thank you very much. Let me do one quick correction, if I can. Yeah. Yep, we are. I can't say we're trainers, Mike. We are coaches. coaches. Between training and retaining, big difference. I just want to make that clear. But I love being on your show. Great, appreciate it. Uh, we certainly have enjoyed your coaching when you've uh, come out to talk to our agents. Well, Rod, tell us uh, what are you seeing as the best strategies for commercial agent success in 2011. Good question, Mike. In 2011, what are the strategies? You know, it all goes back, and in coaching, it all goes back to the fundamentals. Now, there are some things we'll talk about later on, specific uh, opportunities, but I want everyone out there to think of themselves as a resource, and think of the term resource, and not simply a transaction agent. That's where I'm seeing a lot of brokers struggle in 2010, 2009, just chasing deals. Be a resource, and we have an acronym for for resource, Mike, and we say number one, realistic. Be realistic with your clients and the current market conditions. You know, you be the advisor. Education, number two, E. You know, you have to go out there and you have to invest in yourselves and, and, and get a higher designation. Great time for CCM, SAOR, and the other fine designations there are out there. Be a source. You know, you want to be a source for all your vendors. Information is paramount, so be a source. O for organized. Get organized. Look, yeah. you guys, it's a great time right now to get organized. Last but not least, you understand understand the personal experience of being a business owner, a tenant, a buyer. Be respected, be concise, and most importantly, be energetic. That's what we say as far as being a resource to your clients. Excellent. Well, uh, Rod, what can you tell me about uh, areas for success? Is there a geographic area or, or a property type or a service type where agents might be more successful? Well, certainly that is going to be location-specific and geographic, geographic, geography. Ooh has a major impact on what are the opportunities in your respective markets. Now, we're seeing right now there is obviously more capital and programs available 
for multifamily use, for example. But at the same time, we're also seeing a lot of brokers be the leaders, the, the market identifiers for value-add opportunities, and maybe not a formal syndication opportunity, but more of pooling investors and sharing with them the opportunities that exist. So what we're seeing right now from a flow is multifamily and syndication or investment interests as two potential opportunities. Excellent. Well, what are you seeing uh, as you train uh, brokers and agents around the country, or as you coach them, sorry, as you coach them, uh, what do you see the difference uh, between the top producers in the industry and the, and the rest? Great great question, Mike. And we have the privilege of, of working with and or speaking and interviewing, like yourself, with top producers across the country. I think the biggest difference is they are truly experts. Uh, when you think about going to a beauty contest or a, a – uh, opportunity or RFP platform where you're asked some questions about the market. Do you truly understand your respective market conditions, the owners, the users, the tenants, the concessions, the terms? You have to be a market expert. So top performers have that expertise. And secondly, top performers are always investing in themselves to be better. That's what I see as key differentiators. Perfect. Well, what are you seeing as the better resources you see brokers utilizing in this market? <laughs> so many good resources, and I think the thing you just the term you used, Mike, was which resources are they using? The key is you got to use the tools. You know, depending on what company you're with, there are great tools within your company. Use them, absolutely use them. If you don't have access to tools, some of the better tools I'm seeing today, certainly social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, the new one, CRE-Advice.com, seems to be an up and comer. Uh, databases, you've got to have a database. I don't care if it's ACT. I don't care if it's REA or the new up-and-comer, which I'm finding a lot of good favor in, Act CRE. Those three I see to be paramount. Outlook is not a database, Mike. It just it just is not. A database does so many things. That's a different topic. Um, if you have CCM Red Decks, if you're CCIM or have access to those tools, demographics, plotting, brochures, flyers, fantastic tools. And the newcomer on the block, it looks like, is a, a group called Property Blast Tools, propertyblasttools.com. There's a lot of the same things that if you're not a CSAM, you now have access to the similar tools using one of those resources. So a lot of good resources out there, Mike. Well, that's great. Well, we're about to run out of time. Uh, but I want to ask you, who are your typical clients, and what are some of the coaching options uh, you offer? Well, Mike, we, you know, we're fortunate that a vast majority of our clients are, in fact, seasoned veterans. Those with 10 or plus more years' experience. And those are really investing themselves. Um, that, that's where we're lucky. We have we had that niche, and that's what's grown our success and been and so quick to get there. But in 2011, we're bringing on more faculty for coaching. We're going to be offering more programs for mid-career and new to the business. So, look, anyone who wants to invest in themselves in what we call, you know, just make sure they're in position correctly are our ideal clients. Well, Rod, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your insight. Okay, Michael, thank you. For more information about the Massimo Group, visit CREshow.com. Rod's contact information and website will always be there available for you. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Biz 1190, weather. It's Christmas weekend, and guess what? We are going to see the first significant snowfall on Christmas Day in over 130 years. Take that, Al Gore. Seriously, look for a low to move off the coast and give us enough moisture to provide snowflakes for the Atlanta metro area. The further north you get, the more likely you will see all snow, but for most of us, it's going to be somewhat of a mix of rain and that snow there. Some places could see up to an inch. Settle in and enjoy. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Williams for Biz 1190. Merry Christmas, everybody. So glad we left that stupid party. No joke. Hey, baby, are you an overdue library book? Because you got fine written all over you. Oh. 
barf. <laughs> what about that girl with the hoop earring? Ridiculous. When she was dancing. Megan, look out. Look out. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh, my God. Becky. Becky, are you okay? My arm. I think it's broken. Can you bend it? It's already bent in the wrong direction. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Really? Just buzzed? Yeah, I swear. Well, in that case, my arm is fine. Ah, that's better. You're really okay? You're serious, Becky? No, genius. I'm not serious. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. Are you a lender looking to sell foreclosed properties? Are you an investor looking to acquire foreclosed properties? Then this is for you. Hello, I'm Michael Bull, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. Bull Realty is selling foreclosed properties across the nation and all around Atlanta. If you're a lender, there's never been a better source to sell foreclosed properties. I guarantee results. If you're an investor, there's never been a better time to act. Bull Realty is selling all types of commercial properties, apartment complexes, shopping centers, office properties, and land. Experience why 74 lenders and servicers utilize Bull Realty to sell commercial properties. And you're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. at BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. The Commercial Real Estate Show is sponsored in part by Arnold Golden Gregory, Attorneys at Law. With 60 years of tradition in serving the real estate needs in Atlanta, our 130 attorneys share a simple philosophy. We don't just tell you if something is possible, we show you how to make it happen. This requires creative thinking, unique knowledge of the market, and a commitment to efficiency. Qualities that our clients say make all the difference. The real estate practice of Arnold Golden Gregory understands the Atlanta market and has forged relationships with brokers, bankers, developers, and investors to support the legal needs of our clients. Whether acquiring a small retail center or negotiating a complex joint venture for a new downtown development, companies turn to Arnold Golden Gregory for their real estate needs. For information on Arnold Golden Gregory and how we can help you, visit us online at agg.com. That's agg.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Uh, what are your opinions about the conversations today? Join us in the conversation at LinkedIn. Look for Commercial Real Estate Show Group. Join the group. Let us know your thoughts. Okay, if you have Internet access, check out CCM, CCIM.com. My next guest is Richard Juge. Um, Richard has been in the commercial real estate uh, industry since 1988. He's the broker owner of two REMAC commercial offices in New Orleans markets. Richard really gives back to the industry. Uh, Richard is a senior instructor with CCIM. He's also the CCIM Institute president for 2010. Richard, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Michael. It's an honor to be on your show, and nice time of year to have a chat about uh, CCIM training and what we can all do for next year to have a prosperous new year. That's great, and thanks for, for what you do for uh, CCIM and, and giving back to the industry. Well, uh, Richard, the CCIM training is known worldwide as an incredible source um, for, for everyone, for agents, analysts, uh, investors, appraisers, and 
corporate real estate person how to learn about commercial real estate and analysis. We want you to share some actual training with our listeners today, uh, some training that will help them now, kind of a takeaway to add value to the business. Before we get to that, can you share a brief overview of what students learn in the four core CCIM courses? Absolutely. There, There is an intro course, which is a good two-day overview of essentially the four core courses, um, which if anybody's interested, they can start there. But the four main courses are the 101, which is an investment analysis course, which is really soup to nuts. You know, if I buy commercial real estate and I sell it, what's everything from cap rates and internal rates of return and so forth, uh, really into wealth buildings, almost like financial planning with commercial real estate investments. The second course is a 102, which is the market analysis course. And in most real estate decisions, you really want a combination of those two. What, you know, what kind of an investment performance is it? And then am I picking the right place or is this the right market for what I want to do? And then when you get past those two courses, it really branches off into two different and distinct worlds. One being the user world. Uh, obviously for anything from a mom and pop retail outlet up to a big corporation that might have you know, huge bulk distribution warehouse. We cover all segments of the market and really user decisions of do they lease A or B, do they buy or do they, uh, mean, do they own or do they lease, um, even sale leaseback decisions and some other stuff in there. And then the 104 is the investor analysis course, which is, again, to say, hey, if I'm an investor of real estate, not a user, then how do I look at the acquisition, hold, and disposition of that uh, product and in that course, we'll get into some really neat stuff at the end of it of, you know, the tax impact, the effect of leverage in that decision. And obviously, I think a lot of people could have used this course about three years ago and maybe even more so now that we've had a little history lesson. It would be a good time to take all these courses. Yeah, it is a great time. I know when we're looking for brokers around the, the country to, to refer business to, we certainly look for CCIMs. And, and we actually get a lot of business being CCIMs uh, at Bull Realty, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of corporations uh, have people that take these classes, and after that, they're like, hey, you know, I, I definitely want to see Sam that, that's dedicated to, to learning the business. Yeah, I didn't hear you say in your introduction, but it's obviously, Michael, you're a CCIM, so you know the program well. And I think uh, you probably are like me. When I started in the business, people said, hey, you need to go take CCIM courses if you're going to be in the commercial real estate industry. And as you said, you know, that's not just a transaction broker. It's an appraiser, tax consultant, banker. Anybody that really touches commercial real estate in the transaction process uh, would benefit from this education. That's great. Well, Richard, let's give listeners a takeaway. Let's talk about a sample investor analysis. Share with, share with us the effects of leverage on a straightforward investment property like a single-tenant net-leased Walgreens. Yeah, and again, this somewhere between both the 101 and the 104 course, especially in the 104, is where these concepts would be covered. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, in fact, I say in our class, Michael, that billions and billions of dollars of real estate are bought every year in terms of investor real estate. And people, some people look at a cap rate and say, well, what's the cap rate? It's a 7 or an 8% uh, rate of return. Now, that really is a dividend. So if you say I buy a million dollar building and you say, what's my dividend? Okay, well, the cap rate, if it's 7%, that's $70,000 a year. And some people might say, okay, well, that's my measure of return on this building. And then the question is, what's their assumption selling this thing down the road? So when you look at an internal rate of return, you're really analyzing how much money you put into the investment, when you put it in, and then you're asking, how do you get it out? And for most people, there's cash flows as well as the sales proceeds. 
and the time has an effect on what that true return is. And moving to an internal rate of return is really the next step. But beyond that, you know, the power of leverage is something that anybody who's invested in commercial real estate has certainly heard of. But, you know, hey, if I could borrow money at 6.5% on a 7% cap rate deal, is that a good thing to do? Or, you know, obviously if it's a 10% cap rate and you're borrowing money at 5%, you would think that's a good thing to do. But how do you pencil that out? How do you prove that out? So we have a cash flow uh, model, which we call a T-bar, and it's just a simple math illustration of how those inflows and outflows work. But most people overlook that. They overlook the reversion of that Walgreens and, you know, is it going to be on the right side of town 25 years from now or is it going to be on the wrong side of town? Mm-hmm. What happens if they move out? So, you know, that and then combine this with the tax impact because you're going to pay taxes on cash flows from operation as well as cash flows from disposition. And in order to really say, compare that to, say, a a municipal bond, how does that thing pencil out when you put all of those pieces together? And it takes a week to figure that out, and that's why this 104 course has traditionally been a five-day course. And tell us uh, briefly uh, the definition of positive leverage. Well, positive leverage would be when you have the uh, return, if you will, the the pre-leveraged cash-on-cash return, or the unleveraged IRR, if you will, if that is greater than the cost of funds. And, of course, people need to realize that just because you have a quoted 7% interest rate, well, what if you're paying points? What if the balloon is five years from now because that rate could be higher than the nominal or quoted interest rate? So, you know, you have to have some sort of a gap or spread between those two where the unleveraged return is greater than the cost of funds. Okay. Well, Richard, we're going to take a quick break. Hold on a minute. We'll be right back with uh, Richard. This is the source for commercial real estate market knowledge and resources, the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. With high-profile guests and an in-depth look at financial markets around the globe, join Biz 1190 weekday mornings at 11 for On the Economy. It's business radio that's always right on the money. You're tuned to Biz 1190. Vaccines have been saving lives and preventing serious illness for centuries. Yet each year, thousands of people die, and many more are hospitalized because of infectious diseases like meningitis, whooping cough, and influenza, known as the flu, that could have been prevented by vaccination. In these tough economic times, more families must choose between health care and other critical needs. Fortunately, there is a federal government program, Vaccines for Children, which provides vaccines to children and teens at no or low cost to uninsured families and others who qualify. To learn if you are eligible for the Vaccines for Children program, call your health care provider or your local health department. For more information about the program or to search for your local health department by zip code, visit NACCHO.org. That's N-A-C-C-H-O.org. Vaccines for Children, helping you keep your child healthy. This message is brought to you by the National Association of County and City Health Officials, representing the nation's 2,800 local health departments with support from Sanofi Pasteur. Vaccines have been saving lives and preventing serious illness for centuries. Yet each year, thousands of people die, and many more are hospitalized because of infectious diseases like meningitis, whooping cough, and influenza, known as the flu, that could have been prevented by vaccination. In these tough economic times, more families must choose between health care and other critical needs. Fortunately, there is a federal government program, Vaccines for Children, which provides vaccines to children and teens at no or low cost to uninsured families and others who qualify. 
To learn if you are eligible for the Vaccines for Children program, call your health care provider or your local health department. For more information about the program or to search for your local health department by zip code, visit NACCHO.org. That's N-A-C-C-H-O.org. Vaccines for Children, helping you keep your child healthy. This message is brought to you by the National Association of County and City Health Officials, representing the nation's 2,800 local health departments with support from Sanofi Pasteur. Are you influential in your company's location decisions? Would you like to secure the right space at the best price in the most favorable terms? Then this is for you. Hello, my name is Michael Bull, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. The location, costs, and terms associated with real estate can dramatically affect your company's bottom line. Bull Realty Corporate Services places the power of market knowledge and transaction experience on your side of the table. Office, medical, retail, or industrial, each corporate services team specializes in one property type. They know the properties, they know the owners, and they know the market. Experience why in this year alone, over 150 companies, including law firms and even real estate companies, have utilized Bull Realty Corporate Services to renew their leases and locate new facilities. You're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit bullrealty.com and call 404-876-1640. That's bullrealty.com, 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. Hartman, Simons & Wood is a commercial real estate law firm with a different perspective. Our approach, our value, and our responsibility define a team of legal advisors with a track record of client success. Businesses of all sizes can count on our attorneys for sound, practical, and effective legal solutions. We are not adding value to your bottom lines, and we are not doing our job as your business partner. At Hartman, Simons, we represent national and regional developers, investors, financial institutions, lenders, and tenants specializing in multifamily, office, retail, mixed-use, and industrial projects throughout the United States. With our extensive network of strategic alliances and industry experts, your business growth is our business goal. We provide high-quality legal representation at a competitive cost tailored to meet each client's needs. Think of us as your in-house counsel without the overhead or budget constraints. At Hartman Simons, we are more than just a law firm. We are your business partner. For more information, visit us on the web at www.hartmansimons.com. That's www.hartmansimons.com. Join Biz 1190 and Bill's Gang weekday afternoons at 3 for eye-opening insight into the stock market, the kind of information that Wall Street doesn't want you to have. Bill's Gang at 3, here on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today we're discussing commercial real estate training with Richard Jews, CCIM International, uh, he is a head trainer and uh, instructor for CCIM. And uh, uh, Richard, uh, share with us uh, a lease versus purchase analysis. Uh, this seems to be a great time for for users to expand by leasing space. Or in some cases, it makes more sense to buy facilities, especially in light of the expected uh, FASB accounting rule changes. Uh, can you share a typical lease versus purchase analysis with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 103 course is all about what we call user decisions, and uh, a typical user could be a tenant or uh, in a property or certainly an owner. And while we don't approach the investment analysis like we do in, say, the 104 class, because at this point it's all cost, and it's which one's a cheaper cost. But I don't know about you, but I've been asked a 100 times or so, 
should I lease or should I buy this property, Richard? You know, they asked me that question. And it comes down to a, a bunch of different issues, certainly the cash flow world, meaning how much does it cost me to own it, how much does it cost me to lease it. Uh, then there's sort of the tax world implications of that, which, hey, does one provide a better tax shelter or are there better tax advantages to owning or leasing? And we go through all of that. And the last world, if you will, that we have to address, and especially since the Sarbanes-Oxley issues and uh, of the legislation and going back to 2002 with Enron's collapse and so forth, is the accounting world and how does this impact my books. So we'll look at it from what is the impact of owning real estate or leasing real estate as just one segment that we'll work through even a, a pretty detailed uh, case study. And, you know, right now I don't know if, those that are in the industry have certainly heard of this, but there are FAS, which is the Financial Accounting Standards Board, uh, rule changes that we're trying to, or the, there's a move afoot to change our U.S. standards to the international standards. And let me see if I can make this as simple as I can. Usually one of the advantages to a company to leasing space is that they don't have to carry a liability on the books like if they were to uh, buy real estate and, say, mortgage it. So one of the advantages is, hey, I can go sign maybe a 10- or 15-year lease and not show that liability on my books. And you'd footnote it, and you get the write-off on the P&L statement every year. Well, if this rule changes to where basically all leases are now going to be treated like capital leases, meaning like ownership, then you'd have to take that, essentially that payment of lease over time, and look at it like a long-term liability on the books. Well, if this happens... The impact to the users could be that they say, well, heck, if I'm going to have to show it on my books, maybe I just as soon buy it. But it's going to reverberate through the industry because then the question is going to be if all these users are renting space instead of, or excuse me, if they start buying space as opposed to renting it, then think about the impact to REITs, pension funds, insurance companies who look for especially larger uh, credit-worthy tenants to be tenants in these buildings that they have as investments. So it's it's a real game changer. The really neat thing is in this 103 course, we already have it in our materials. We're talking about it. And, you know, this is a, a move afoot for 2012, so it's right on our doorstep. Uh, that's uh, great information, and everyone needs to be familiar with it. And it be interesting to see if uh, more companies do decide to uh, purchase properties. Yep, it really could be uh, a real game changer in our industry. Well, Richard, thanks so much for joining us today. You bet. Thank you. Uh, for more information about CCIM training or to contact Richard, uh, visit commercialrealestateshow.com. And uh, you can get uh, all the information about their courses and, uh, and reach them at any time. Uh, remember, the Commercial Real Estate Show is a resource for you. Uh, join in the discussions about commercial real estate training at the LinkedIn group Commercial Real Estate Show. Remember, you can always see the bios, websites, and contact information for all of our guests at commercialrealestateshow.com. Can you join us next Saturday at 10? Until next week, be sure that you lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money.